0: Nobody warns you about the potential relationship pitfalls that occur after the arrival of children. You may seem prepared with the nursery items, daycare options, and the -the state-of-the-art crib, but have you prepared for the added stressors to your relationship? Hi, I'm Miranda, a Gottman-trained couples therapist.
1: And I'm Aaron. I work in the financial industry, and Miranda and I have been partners for over 20 years.
0: And we've had our fair share of ups and downs ourselves after becoming parents.
1: Join us as we sit with couples sharing their experiences of how love has changed since the transition of children. Whether you are trying to conceive, currently pregnant, already have children, or experience loss and infertility, this podcast will showcase authentic, real couples, just like yourself, who are navigating love after lullabies.
0: I will also share communication tips and tricks from my experience of working in private practice for over 10 years in the state of Oregon that can help maintain and even improve your relationships.
1: Thanks for joining us today.
0: We hope you get something out of today's episode.
1: Today. (laughs) (laughs) You know, good things have to come to an end sometimes.
0: Oh no, say it isn't so.
1: Yeah. Well, we're coming up on our season finale here, our last episode.
0: I know, it's pretty exciting. On May 30th is our... Final episode of season one.
1: Yes. So we're going to ask for your help. You have been such great listeners over this past year. And we really want to include you in the show. Kind of like we did with our Valentine's Day episode.
0: Yeah. We want to hear what you liked about the season. What you learned. What you want to hear more of. Maybe what you didn't like.
1: We'd like to hear what you want to listen to next season. Mm -hmm. So give us some tips. Say, did we we didn't get juicy enough. We didn't get too deep into relationships, Mm -hmm. whatever you guys feel like you want to hear more about.
0: Yeah, definitely. So give us a call, 503 610 6104 Make sure you leave your message by, I don't know, I don't know, next week. Give me some time to edit, folks.
1: Yeah. Like, by the 24th, that's a whole week.
0: Yeah, you can do it.
1: You can do it. We believe in you.
0: And you know what? I know what you're thinking. You're like, yeah, I could call in, but so many other people are going to call in. What's the difference? Well, everyone's going to think that, and then no one's going to call. And then we're just going to be sitting here with crickets. Like
1: a bunch of (laughs) ding-dongs. It's like... (laughs) Calling the robot myself and listening to my robot self.
0: Yeah, we're just going to be making up voices. Yeah. And you're going to catch on.
1: So, leave us a message. please. Please do. Today's episode is really good.
0: Yeah, we spoke with Julia and Dave, who are a blended family. They really share a lot of their tips and tricks of how they make it work because it's super complicated.
1: Yeah, they made it work.
0: Yeah. They're they're, very successful. They're the poster couple for blended families. Really. Yeah.
1: And you know that that's such a challenging situation. Both going through divorces and there's so much in play there. And they they did it with colors. And colors. Really,
0: yeah. What does that mean?
1: They did it, I don't know, is that a thing?
0: <laughs> I've never heard that.
1: Put it in a barrel center over the falls? what's <laughs> it? <laughs>
0: All right. I'm going to have to look into
1: that. Like they, with flying colors. Oh, okay. They passed it with flying colors. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got to leave us a message, folks, because we start doing this <laughs> stuff and no one really wants to hear it. So <laughs> anyways, I hope you enjoyed the episode today as much as we did.
0: Yes. Take care. We met
2: right in the beginning of COVID. Oh, okay. So we were online dating and had both been divorced and done the single parent thing and homeowners and been on the dating scene. And we're not having much luck at all finding people that were really looking for what we were looking for. The real deal, shared values yeah. and similar experience. And when we connected and we started talking, we both kind of looked back on this like we knew it was different. We knew through our first conversation that there was this kind of level of interest that was not there with other people. And and we had so much in common that there were many things we didn't necessarily even really need to talk about in depth. We just got it. yeah. And so that's how we met. And three years later, we're living together engaged and our family is blended.
1: Nice. Congrats. Nice.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> I'm curious what shared values do you, what are you referencing?
2: For me, in my dating experience, I was struggling to find people that could understand all that parenting entails. Nice.
3: You know, a lot of mine were, were more on the fact, like, you know, I wanted somebody that had like the same outlook, uh, looking for the same things, same drive. It's not easy to find it. You go out in the dating scene and you, you meet these people and now like in person, it's like talking in person is weird. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so the, it was a big struggle.
2: So my Mm -hmm. first marriage was with someone that I connected to right at the end of high school. So we were together all through college, all through graduate school, and then engaged, married, child. So Mm -hmm. I didn't really have much dating experience. So that was really like, I always say it was like a little lion that had grown up in the zoo and was like released out into the Sahara
0: for the first time. Yeah, like, (laughs) what do I do? (laughs) Exactly, but I I survived. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, How many kids do you have?
0: So I have a daughter who's
2: 10. I
3: have two sons. Exactly nice. eight and six.
0: Oh, fun. Okay. Fun ages. Personalities are there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all of our kids
2: are so completely different. And without realizing it, I've recreated my own childhood. So I was the oldest girl and then two younger brothers. And I have many moments where I take a step back. I'm like, this feels very familiar. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's tough. Three, I think, definitely adds a dynamic in there that is so different because we are outnumbered yeah, and it very rarely works when everyone is together at one time for long. Yeah. yeah.
1: Lo- logistically, that sounds like a nightmare.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and how, who's picking who up? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, not even just that, but like when they're, when they're playing together, when it's one-on-one, they're awesome. And then you throw the third one in the mix and then it's battle to you yep, know, friends. who wants to be friends with who at this time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
2: the other struggle is making sure they each get enough one on one time. I mean, yeah. his sons, you know, you find that at this age kids tend to relate to their same sex parent. And so fortunately mm-hmm. with the way our parenting schedules are, my daughter and I have a little bit more time. With his boys, they've always really had each other. And mm-hmm. so we really are trying to like you know, have the boys do things with him and take one and go do an errand or if you have, you know, like a chore to do, bring one with Mm -hmm. you and it's Mm
0: -hmm. tricky. Yeah. And so do you guys share custody of, Mm -hmm. okay. And do you organize it in a way where all three of them, you try and keep all three of them together or is it staggered?
2: Yeah. We were fortunate in the beginning we got on the same weekends. We were not on the same weekends in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now it's like,
3: I have my boys Mondays and Wednesdays and every other weekend. But every other weekend is the same Mm weekend. So we have all the kids that weekend from Friday through Sunday.
2: And then Mm -hmm. I have my daughter Mondays and Tuesdays and every other weekend. So Mondays are all the kids. Tuesdays, Mm -hmm. just my daughter and I. Wednesdays, just him and the boys. And then Thursdays (laughs) is our night. Mm -hmm. And then every other weekend. So I would not advocate for divorce, obviously. But Mm -hmm. one of the beauties of divorce can be that opportunity. If you have a co-parent that you trust and is fit to parent and able and willing to parent, it can be nice to find some balance in your life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. How did you know that it was time to like, okay, let's have the kids meet and <laughs> you know, what was that like for you guys? Well, I don't even know.
3: It was like we were we were like doing the whole like I'll come over late after she after her daughter goes to bed or vice versa. She'll come over after the boys go to bed and after like enough time with each other it was like, you know, she got to see like, I would send her, you know, Snapchat, of so, like, what me and the boys are doing, so, like, she gets to see, like, what I was doing with the boys, and, you know, how my interactions were, and then vice versa, and then eventually it's just, like, you know, alright, it's time to do it, I guess, right? So, mm-hmm. you, you tiptoe around it for so long, and then, you know, but you just want to be comfortable with one another.
0: Sure. So.
2: For me, it was a little bit more leery, just because my daughter is a little bit older, and I really wanted to take as much time as I needed to feel comfortable that this would be the right person to introduce into her life. Mm
0: -hmm. And so,
2: yeah, I think with the off time that we had without kids that we could spend together and then obviously trying to juggle it, it got to a point where it seemed like it made sense. Mm -hmm. And there were things that we wanted to do and include all of the kids. And so that's Mm -hmm. how we started, slow.
0: Yeah. What were some big challenge, like relationship challenges along the way with being a blended family?
2: So I think one of the things that can definitely be an adjustment is the other parents. So depending on how everything went down with your own divorce, introducing Mm -hmm. someone to your child's life is a big deal. So we really tried to be conscientious of that. I spoke to my daughter's father beforehand and... He did, too, somewhat, (laughs) and so giving that opportunity for them to meet us first Mm -hmm. if they wanted to. From there, I think it's once the other parents knew that their kids were okay and that it was just an additional positive person in their life, Mm -hmm. it went pretty smooth for the most part. We were anticipating some hiccups in the beginning, but ultimately it's been okay.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. So I work a lot with couples and I have some blended families. And I I hear that one of the biggest challenges that keeps coming up is discipline or and or relationships with your partner's children. And did you guys have a conversation about, I'm going to discipline my own children, you know, boundaries with that? I'm curious about your experience. Great
2: question. We talk about this often.
3: Yes, uh, <laughs> like one of the first conversations I had with my ex's. You know, new boyfriend was, you know, I wanted to meet him and everything else. And one of the first things is like, you know, they're mine and her children, not yours. You know, I'm going to be their dad. You can be a father figure. That's all fine. But like the disciplinary things are going to come from us. And uh, he's like, yeah, nope, got it. So I've, I have gone the same way. I mean, I grew up with a blended family, right? So for me, it was normal. Like my stepdad didn't discipline me. My mom did, right? So same, same thing. And I've gone the same way. But that doesn't mean, you know, hey, you can't do that or you shouldn't do that. Anything further than that, it's like, all right, you know, hey, you take over.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the most part, that's what we stick to. But then there are rare occasions where he might see something and he witnesses it and he knows kind of what transpired and can kind of jump in and vice versa. And we try really hard to be united front. But yeah, the big things we tackle for our own kids.
0: You guys had a clear understanding and... It-
2: No, it came with time. I think just after a weekend where we've had all of the kids, a lot of times we just come together and like try to regroup and it can be really chaotic. And so Mm -hmm. we just kind of like reflect on, all right, so what went well? What could we do better? What could we do different? And I think the biggest thing is having boys and a girl, different ages, completely different personalities. They all have some of the same needs, but different needs. They all want attention. So it's really just like trying to acknowledge our efforts and the things that we're trying to do well and it's going to be a journey, a lifelong journey, and we're not going to be perfect at it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but it's really come with time.
1: Were there concerns from your kids? Did you seek approval from them before committing a 100%? Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh.
3: My boys could care less. <laughs>
2: Typical boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, this
3: is it's like, oh, hey, cool, you know. Yeah, as long as she's like,
2: nice to me, that's all that matters. My daughter was a tougher critic, for sure. So Dave and her father could not be more different in terms of their personalities and even how they parent and their interests. And so what we've really had to work hard on in the beginning was she would come back from time with her dad and she would just rave about him and sing his Mm -hmm. praises. And these are all the things that I did with my dad. And Dave was Mm -hmm. wonderful about it. Like. Never really felt the need to, like, compete or compare. And I just really tried to embrace all of those experiences and how wonderful it is that her dad did this or she did this with him. And then, likewise, just trying to embrace the things that we do that are different. Like, they went on a cross-country trip in a camper. And I flew out to meet them and spent some time with her and then came back. We do a lot more of, like, trip to Aruba and we're going to take them on an Alaskan cruise. and Those kinds of things. My daughter gets to come to Africa with us on a safari. So, you know, she gets like the best of it all. Sure. But it was a huge adjustment because when she's there, it's a very different situation. She's Mm -hmm. an only child. It's just her and her father. And then she comes here and, you know, it's obviously different. So she's had a lot more to say. I'm a therapist as well, so being raised by someone who is really well versed in this stuff, she's very emotionally mature and expressive. And so I, I get a lot more of what's going on in her head than we do with his sons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. How's your relationship with each other's kids?
3: So the beginning was rough. Uh, so Molly and I, like, we just had a rough patch for for a little while. I was like, I would talk to her and be like, Oh my god, I can't stand her. <laughs> but then, like, there's been like, as time has gone on, and like, she'll ride with me in, in the truck to go get the boys. When it's just her and I, we get to have our conversations, and like, she starts to get a little bit deeper and like, really connect with me on different things. Right? My mom got some fish tanks, and like, she's taking like this huge interest in fish, and I love fish. I have, I've had a fish tank since I was a teenager, so her and I really bond over that. Like, and that's just building and building and building, and like, now it's so much better. And, like, there's less of the things that uh, really triggered me, which is, like, her lashing out and being mean. And there's less of that now. and She's so helpful. So that's changed, like, my feelings on it, too, obviously, right? So, uh, but, like, we've had these conversations, and it's just like, oh, man. But now it's like, oh, I was like, all right, totally worth it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And
2: my relationship with his boys has been an adjustment. Mm-hmm. So I think for each of them being so different as far as personality. So Parker is younger. And so he still can be somewhat more affectionate, like he'll, you know, hold my hand when we walk or when we first started dating, he would ask to be held or he'd want to like snuggle. And Weston is a little bit older and so he's a little bit more kind of set in his ways and so he was a little bit harder for me to connect with. Mm -hmm. But I think as time has gone on, I just continue to try to make an effort when I can to be interested in the things that they're interested in and we do a lot of things as a family and... I think we've come to a good place. Yeah. So Dave actually shared with Malia that he was going to propose mm.
0: and mm. talked to her
2: about it, and she kind of knew the secret. Um, she spilled beans because I'm a therapist and because I'm kind of like a super sleuth. But um, ultimately, like
3: <laughs> gouged
2: it out.
3: No, yeah, uh, Used your Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> yeah. and she's like, uh, she's acting all weird. And she's like, oh, what's wrong? You can tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But, so that was, I think, a wonderful move on his part Mm -hmm. to include her. She felt very special. Mm -hmm. She felt so bad that she had spoiled the surprise. And as much as I assured her that that wasn't the case at all. It was not her fault. And he was so cool about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But she got to, like, be there when he proposed. And she Mm -hmm. knew the secret. So I think kind of not really getting her approval, but kind of checking in with her about it was huge. So Mm -hmm. that was
3: a great move. We were on a mountain, and she's, like, sledding on me. We're sledding down the snow. It's was like, oh, are you ready? This is it. She's like, oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh. Like, oh. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, that was special. So were you at the bottom of the hill then? When yeah, so her and I
3: had climbed up. And like, and my boys didn't come. They, they stuck with her and my sister, and uh, so when we were up, climbing up the snow, I had told her, and she's like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. So then we slid down to them, and we caught up, and that's when I had done it. It was like all mountains behind us. It was awesome.
0: Oh. His sister was in on it, so she got the pictures. <laughs> that's fine. I can that's just cool. picture you like holding the ring as you're like running down, like making sure you don't drop it. I would right? But
3: it was in my pocket the whole time and she's like would like hold my leg and like don't touch it, don't touch it.
2: <laughs> the hard thing is I think gearing up to plan another wedding. So obviously um, for both of us having been married one time before, we did the big wedding. And we obviously want to celebrate this love that we found, but I'm having a hard time. <laughs> that
3: needs to be a bigger wedding.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: So I'm an Enneagram one. So I'm like perfectionist, performer, want to make the world better, very focused on details. He is a seven, the entertainer. So he's all about living in the moment, not detail oriented at all, like just enjoying life. And so he wants obviously a big party. And for me, I've kind of lived my life for other people. So I'm in a phase now where it's just like, I want to do us. I want to have our kids there and our parents there and something small. So we're trying to meet them though.
0: <laughs> yeah. like <Yeah. Page.
1: laughs> small, small wedding, big party. Right.
2: There you go. All right. I like that. <laughs>
1: Have you guys talked about having more kids with the two of you?
3: <laughs> I mean, we talked about it, but the, the no.
2: <laughs> so when we at first got together, I think it was a possibility for each of us in our own minds. And once we saw all five of us together, it became very clear that we have our hands full. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so we also like, I mean, we have uh, in a couple of weekends, we're going away to South Carolina because we don't have the kids. So we're going to go for the weekend to <laughs> South Carolina. And having a baby or a child full time now uh, changes right. the dynamic of how we've been living now for three years.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and we're both business owners. So that can be really unpredictable sometimes as far as when we're going to be needed. And it's great because we can plan time away. But so there's that piece. And then we both love to travel. And it's been so nice to be at a place where our kids are more
0: independent and we have a schedule yeah. we can work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how if you guys have had the conversation regarding your former marriages and some of the things that happened or the ways that you respond or certain triggers or that sort of thing and talk about it with each other prior to getting together or soon after getting together things Mm -hmm. that that you've taken into this relationship.
2: So I think that's, very hard not to in my profession. So I have um, gotten trained as well, tons of couples counseling. I actually got trained as a divorce mediator. I do parenting oh, really? coordination, so I help parents post-separation and divorce basically do exactly what we're doing. Co-parent effectively, navigate issues that come up. So I was very aware coming into this relationship of what did not work in my last one and also what is not working out there in the world right now. Yeah. I think it kind of jaded me a little bit. We just had this conversation the other night, how there's a part of me that wonders if it's possible to make a relationship last. And even though I'm very clear on what those elements are, we just see what's happening all around us all the time. And so I really try to embrace those people that are the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've had those conversations with like for you?
3: Learning how I was treated was a big eye opener for me because it, it took me a long time to figure that out. Um, after the, the post divorce, uh, I didn't want to be around anybody except for my friends, uh, not even my family at times. So it was like, it was tough, but it was needed. I was able to figure out what I really wanted. Talk about eye opening, right? So then when you finally meet somebody, it's just like, oh my God, she does exist, <laughs> right? So. <laughs>
0: And we
2: were both at a point where we were losing hope. I mean, his match profile was ready to run out. I was ready to just throw in the towel. I was just so discouraged. And so timing was everything, for sure. And I say this all the time. If I had met him at another time in his life or my life, it would never have worked. We needed to go through what we went through. We needed to experience some life, go through some tough times, have more self-awareness, be clear on what we're looking for. And like the timing really was perfect.
1: How has showing like affection with your other kids around, was that an awkward at first, like intimacy and like showing affection Mm -hmm. as, as very new to you because you said you hadn't dated really before and, and how awkward was that with someone else's kid there as well?
2: Yeah. I think I was always cognizant of that, but I also wanted our children to see a healthy relationship And for us to be natural. And so, yeah, we're definitely prone to like hugs and dancing around in the kitchen and, you know, holding hands in the car and definitely not over the top. Like I think I'm really mindful of of them, but I want them to see the expression of how I feel.
3: Yeah. Never really crossed my mind. Business as usual.
2: (laughs) I mean, what I will say is like his love language is definitely physical touch. Mm -hmm. And so for me, not really having that in my last relationship it's important and I know it's important to him and I definitely can see the benefits of that and I feel like he's also really good like I'm a words of affirmation person being aware of that having that knowledge and trying to prioritize that is
0: important what's your ultimate date night
2: <laughs> my god we are pretty much down for anything live music oh live nice music that. we are big machine gun Cali fans. Really? And okay. we literally were out to dinner one night, and I was like, you know, I would love to see him live. I bet he puts on a great show. And he busted out his phone, and he was playing in Ohio. It was the last night of his tour. It was in his hometown. And we were like, we don't have the kids this weekend. Let's go. And we drove all the way to Ohio from Rhode Island, booked a hotel. It was
0: one of the best oh my nights gosh. of our life. It oh, my was gosh. That's, really cool. That's very serendipitous, though. <laughs> <laughs> <You're like playing. laughs> yeah. So just an
2: example, but I mean we have kayaks. We just went on a bike ride. We love to travel and yeah, just experience new places and food and music and comedy shows and we just took the kids to an escape room. That was a blast, right. love that kind of stuff too. Games. Sky's the limit. I lived a very sheltered life. So yeah. for me, we are a wonderful blend for each other. So ones and sevens on the Enneagram. So when I'm at my best and my healthiest. I embody a seven. I want to have more fun. I want to relax and enjoy life. But I struggle. I'm my own worst enemy. So having him over here having a great time, I'm like, I want to do that too. So it just forces me to, like, get all my stuff done so I can enjoy more with him.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've got some live concerts we're headed to this summer, which is fun. Ooh. We like to bring the kids when we can, and yeah, you
1: know, I think um, live music is is big for us too. Yeah, we, we've always we try and get three or four in a year. And
0: what genre? Uh, oh gosh, I, it's all over. Yes. Yeah, it's all over the place. Are either of you musical? Um, uh, we used to play a long time ago. Yeah. No way, That's <laughs> we so don't. Cool. I mean, like nothing like, cool. Yeah, nothing cool. like band
2: or- <laughs> band dorks. <laughs>
0: it's nothing to brag about
2: yeah all right well don't let that just go under the rug you guys gotta bust that out once in a while
0: how is your relationship with each other's exes so
2: we haven't had any major issues fortunately but we don't have much contact with each other's exes. I deal with mine. He deals with his. If we see each other or interact with each other, it's always pleasant. There's nothing, no negativity. That's kind of the extent of it. Yeah. So yeah, if there's an issue, I just deal directly with my daughter's father and vice versa. And we both have confidence in each of our ability to handle things that come up and really just try to respect those relationships. We both try to be really good to each other's kids. And so like his, Ex-wife has said, you know, as long as she's good to my kids and they're happy and treated well, that's what matters. And I know my daughter's father feels the same way.
0: Yeah. sounds like you guys have a pretty good co-parenting unit.
2: It could be a lot worse. Right. Right. We don't feed into it. Like, if there is something negative or if there's something that we don't necessarily agree on, we don't joke the fire. No.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's times where things are said and I'm just like, just let it go. It's not worth it, you know? So you can you'll bring something up or try to correct them, for what reason, right? So what do you get out of it? All oh, it is is just more. You're starting more headache for yourself, right? So I'm a big believer in just like letting things go. Sometimes a little too much, but um, you know, like for me, it's, it's easy to brush things off.
2: We also had our schedules established and had kind of rode that out for a while. So we just kind of continued the same thing. As they get older, that may shift. I'm sure as yeah. you guys know with your kids, right? Like activities and friends and that yeah. stuff should really take precedence. And so there might be some sort of a shift in the schedule down the line. But for right now, we're just going to coast. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> what advice would you give somebody who's just getting into a dating relationship or thinking about having that, that blended family relationship? Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think makes it successful?
2: I would say proceed with caution. Definitely take the time to get to know the person and make sure that it's right, uh, slow and steady and try to get feedback from your kids. I mean, I do think that how they feel and what they say matters. Ultimately, you make the best decision for yourself.
3: But that's what I would say. And there's no rush. You don't need no. to rush anything, right? So take your time, like like Julia said, like just know what you want to stay true to yourself because in the end, if you're not, you're only you're only, you know, fooling yourself. Mm -hmm. but it
2: can be incredible. I mean, this has enhanced my life beyond what I ever anticipated. My daughter gets the best of both worlds. She gets to experience siblings. She gets to experience being an only child. She gets to experience someone who's very different than her father. She gets to see loving couple and -hmm. she gets to experience so much more of the world. And I'd like to think the same for his boys. So it can be a wonderful thing and it's totally worth it if you find that person. You can navigate the obstacles. You just have to have really good communication. A lot of patience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can be
0: done. A lot of couples will decide to stay together because of the kids, but you've got to look at all the other factors, right? What kind of relationship are you in? What example are you setting for them? Yeah. I mean, if
2: you've exhausted all options and you've really tried and invested uh-huh. and, you know, ultimately sometimes it doesn't work. And right. I had to make a decision that, my daughter was going to be better if she had a mom who was happy and healthy. Yep. And that's what I wanted to demonstrate for her, like role model. And she doesn't always see it that way, mm-hmm. but I'm confident that in time she will. And she does have her moments.
1: The conversation between your daughter when you were deciding to get divorced, mm. how was that? How was that?
2: So she was very, very young. She was two when we ultimately divorced. But the conversations we have now about that time, she will say to me that she wishes she could have seen her father and I as a couple, mm-hmm. that she kind of misses what she doesn't remember. Um, and so that's really tough. But we have a lot of pictures and a lot of videos. And I'm just as open as I can be. You know, if you have questions mm-hmm. or there's things you want to know. And so I try really hard. But that's tough that's a hard it's so normal but that is such a hard conversation to have and i just sometimes try to sit with how that feels like i get that i hear you and not being able to do anything about that's hard
3: yeah mm-hmm. i remember growing up and having the same you know thoughts like oh why can't my mom and dad still be together right so i remember that very clearly my voice had brought that up multiple times when they were younger that's long gone now they don't they don't bring they don't really say it or bring it up anymore Mm-hmm. so i don't know if it's just i mean they were three and one right so mm-hmm. you know they don't even remember when we were together so yeah, yeah. do you think yeah. a
2: big component my daughter's father isn't in another relationship mm-hmm. and his ex-wife is and they also have a blended family and i think that's a big difference when you see yeah. your parent in a relationship and so I think that that's probably a factor too, why maybe she questions that a little bit more because it's easier for her to maybe envision that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's probably hard for her to see like dad is alone, mm-hmm. even though that's, mm-hmm. that's his situation. Right. Not concern her, but
2: yeah, ultimately, I mean, that just allows them to have more time and opportunity to do things. And my hope is that when, and if he does find someone that she'll be so much more accepting, like we've kind of ironed out the kinks, you know, she went through that adjustment with us and, I know she ultimately just wants him to be happy. So mm-hmm. um, if that were to happen, I feel like she's prepared for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dave, you bring the perspective for having gone through that yourself as a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll, you'll be able to add that perspective. And as they get older and they'll probably talk about it more.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I never knew why until I was an adult. Right. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was just my dad's with, you know, his new wife and my mom's with my stepdad. And that was mm-hmm. it. I never really wondered. I didn't really care um, just because when I was with either or, I just had fun and did the things that we did, right? So, mm-hmm. and that's what I want for our own kids. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very simple, right? Keep, keep the complications out of it. It's not, you know, they don't need to worry about it. It's the right. past.
0: Any other challenges that popped up that were maybe surprising to you that you didn't expect? I think for us, the
2: biggest thing has been communication styles. So with me being so expressive and like very in tune to how I feel and Dave being someone who like his personality type, he avoids pain, like emotional pain, physical pain. So for him, you have described like in his previous relationship, there really weren't many in-depth conversations. And he's someone who like when you bring up something that's intense like his first reaction is like, I just need to get away from this. And mm-hmm. so we've had to navigate that and it's a work in progress, but we're doing it. So like for me, yeah. I kind of get out what I need to say. I try to do it in a non-accusatory way. I try not to be critical. And then I have to respect the fact that he's going to need some time to process yeah. it and he will come back around and it will ultimately get us to the next level and it usually brings us closer. Mm-hmm. It can be tough. So that's been an unexpected challenge. I'm like clearer on what I need in conversations and being able to provide some of that for myself while he kind of does what he needs
0: to do. I'm a very slow processor when it comes to conflict. Like I need need my time to sit with like my discomfort of what, what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling this way. And he's been really good about like, Hey, do you remember last week that conversation? (laughs) He's like, okay, catch me up.
2: (laughs) Well, This is where I think the Enneagram is going to come in. So I'm very clear that for me, I act first, then I feel, then I think. So I have to be very conscious. I need to do more of the thinking first. And then just, like, get really clear on my feelings and then talk. Like, I'm a quick talker. I'm quick to know what I feel. I express it. I get it out. And then I'm like, hey, we're... I'm looking for a response. Where are you? Like, don't leave me hanging here. Not everybody yeah. operates that way. <laughs> right.
3: she, hit, she hits me with, like, a conversation that she's already had with herself, like, 45 <laughs> minutes. And
0: I'm like, whoa. Let me catch up here. <laughs> Here, let me hand you the
2: script. Right, exactly. Yes. So that was an unexpected challenge for us for sure. But if you can navigate that stuff, I mean, I'm sure you would agree, right? I mean, if you can talk it through and you know what you need and you can recognize what your partner needs and you can hopefully tackle anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: but, we that's one of our sayings is yeah. you can always go to bed, go to bed angry. You go to bed while mm-hmm. you're in the middle of something and... Because it's not going to do anyone any good by arguing when you're, you're tired, it's bedtime, you know, and then (laughs) when you wake up, you have a fresh perspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So true. Mm
2: -hmm. And I think also just having faith and trust in the person that it's ultimately going to work out if they have your best interest in mind. And I truly believe that he does and I hope you feel the same. And so like with that, you'll eventually work it out.
0: I know it sounds so cliche, but it's really communication. It's yeah, all yeah. about
2: communication. But there's so much within that communication, know, right? Yeah, and yeah. We didn't all learn the right ways to do it. Oh, no. Yeah. And empathy so. is not an automatic for everyone. I think it comes easier for some people than others to really put your own feelings and thoughts aside for a minute. Make sure you truly get where this other person is coming from and how they may feel. Yeah. That's challenging.
1: I'm curious. Did you guys seek therapy and in, in making these decisions and we did we
2: went for a couple of sessions with bob oh, wow. <laughs> we That's always awesome. refer to him when we drive by we're like we're doing great bob <laughs> um yeah we did we went for a couple of sessions because i think i wanted to make sure that i was doing it right this time mm-hmm. and i didn't want kind of my old patterns to get in the way and yeah. with the blended family and with our different communication styles and different personalities, I just wanted to make sure we had a foundation. And the therapist we saw was very emotionally focused. Oh, nice. And so I feel like he gave us a couple of good strategies. I mean, we were pretty good. Like, we didn't yeah. really need intensive counseling. It was more just, are we on the right track? And can you give us a couple of strategies? And I put him up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it seems like there's more on the line with a blended family Mm -hmm. because you have to not only consider your partner's feelings but the kids you know as well definitely so making sure that you are being very poignant in your decision
2: yes I'm curious if you feel the same way I think all the time like how much am I screwing my kid up you know and I think like I I want to make sure that I'm (laughs) doing what I can and all parents are right Mm -hmm. but I don't want to be that parent years down the line of you know rehashing all the things I did wrong (laughs) Dave, yeah.
1: Dave you, you were smiling when we were talking to old Bobby the Therapist. <laughs> what did you, you think of Bobby?
3: I, Bob was great. I, at first, I was like, I don't want to do this. But I was like, if it's going to work, it's going to work. And, you know, give it a whirl. There's, a, there's no negativity around it. It's just like, what's someone going to say that's really going to help, right? I don't think it was the things that he said, but I think it was us just saying what we needed to say in a mm-hmm. safer space, right? Hey. And... When we did that and he, you know, gave us some pointers, you know, like giving each other a hug or, you know, doing, like. It was all about the
2: 15 second hug.
3: Yeah. Having that like connection. Right. So like, all right, whatever. But like afterwards, it's like, we were able to take the things that we talked about and put them into actions. Right. So.
2: Well, it was also making sure that we were checking in with each other at certain intervals so that it wasn't allowing time for things to really build up.
1: And dedicating that time whether it was weekly or not, but like you knew mm-hmm. that, that was dedicated time to talk about that as you're right. both very busy.
2: Yeah, exactly. The fact that he was even open to going, I think speaks volumes. Sure. You know, yeah. a lot of people still really have a negative connotation of therapy. It can be hard yeah. to, to do that and especially couples counseling. So
3: My go-to was always to just like push it down, don't deal with it, it'll go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not hers. So I got to <laughs> on more on this side of it because otherwise it's just like i'll forget it's, it's uh, once it's gone like phew, see ya
0: yeah yeah
1: good old good old-fashioned america push it down deep
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> right but i, I think we're in and i would both tell you it resurfaces and it can no, get yeah. ugly so yeah.
0: it's got to go somewhere Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, see, couples therapy is great. Listeners, see, we're nice. We can't be nice.
2: (laughs) It can be beneficial. And here's my tip. Don't wait till it's too late. In my time doing couples counseling, there were far too many couples that came. They were past the point of rescue. And it's hard to say that. Too much damage had been done. They had hurt each other so much. The trust was gone. Don't be afraid. I'm seeing more couples now that are reaching out for premarital counseling, which is incredible. Love that. Isn't that That's amazing? my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so don't hesitate to do that.
3: So I did a couple of therapy with my ex at the end. Right? It became just like if you're going to, you know, have someone on your side for a blame play, a game, right? That's not therapy either. Oh, uh, yeah. Do it before you're going in. Like, oh, there's. She's going to be on my side. That's why we're going to get a female therapist or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Uh, You go in there with an open mind. It's eye-opening when you Mm -hmm. finally, you know, get through it. Like for me, again, like slow processing, but you get through, you get through the whole session and it's like, oh, I guess that wasn't that bad, you know?
0: Well, this has been so great. I really appreciate you guys opening up about your relationship and...
2: (laughs) I wish you guys weren't so far away. You
0: guys are cool. I know. What's <laughs> the thing about this podcasting? It's It's been so fun meeting all of these people and we're just yeah. like, no, we could totally be friends with all of these people but they live so far away.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so we have free weekends. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: locked down.
3: So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We
1: got lacrosse. We got swim lessons. Oh, we got God. Oh, my God.
0: Computering. We have, we have something every day. Sundays are our only day where we have no obligations.
2: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> do you guys have family around? And, like, do you guys get to have time off and date nights and
0: stuff? Not really. Both of our parents live about three hours away. Oh, my guys. goodness. So it's yeah. close, but it's not like, hey, yeah. can you watch the kids tonight? Um, wow. We have, we have a couple sitters in our back pocket, but that's – Expensive, yeah, so there is. Holy yeah. smokes! Yeah, it's the night out, right?
3: Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hundred
3: dollar dinner becomes two hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, you guys have this, and you're awesome at it. So. Aww. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening and your continued support. New episodes come out every Tuesday please make sure you review and subscribe to our podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Follow us on Instagram at loveafterlullabies. And if you want to be on our show, come on, you know you want to be on it. Email us at loveafterlullabies at gmail.com. Does she got... Oh, there's some pretty ears. <laughs>